Welcome to our program, Coach to Coach. Today's guest is Dr. Callan Hammond. Callan is a relationships coach and a burnout, stress, and resilience consultant. Callan is also an author. You can find his book, Date Your Mate, How to Save Your Marriage from the Blahs and Live Happily Ever After on Amazon. Callan and I met when we were both training with Jamie Smart on his Clarity Coach Certification Program. Thank you for joining us today, Callan. It's so nice to see you. Oh, you're most welcome. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So the way I like to start these off is to ask what first sparked your interest in coaching. Well, I was I was at Oberlin College, and a guy that I really respected wrote an ad or a, a letter to the editor of a school newspaper saying, "While you're at Oberlin, one thing you got to do is go on a group relations conference." Mm. And I'd never heard of a group relations conference. I had no idea what it was, but I. I thought he was a cool guy, so I signed up for it. And it turned out to be a weekend where we got on school buses and went off into the woods to a summer camp that was closed down for the winter. And we found ourselves in a small uh, houses, uh, like 10 people in a circle on the floor in our, in our coats because there, there, there was only a little bit of heat. And it turned out that it was a guy called a trainer doing something that was called a sensitivity training group. Mm. And what it really was, was essentially helping people learn what impact they were having on other people. And, and uh, there was a, a kid that I thought was kind of a jerk who was working with the trainer. And I could see that there was something really important happening for him. And I was completely engrossed. And I really wanted him to see something. And he did, and he cried. Mm. And I was blown away. And then reflecting on it, I was amazed. Because I had thought of myself as a pretty self-centered guy. And not that interested in other people. Mm. But here was this kid that I had originally thought was a jerk, and I just really wanted him to get something valuable. And it didn't have anything to do with me. He didn't even know me. Mm. It wasn't about me. It was, And I realized, I, to my surprise, really, that I really cared about people. Mm. And I wanted more of that, and I wanted to do that. And my senior year, I hooked up with the people who organized group relations conferences who came down from the University of Michigan in the grad program there. And I organized the group relations conference. And then I went to grad school at University of Michigan and worked with them and got trained as a sensitivity training group leader. And I, I was on my way. And that's really what it was. It was, it was that, it's so amazing when somebody has an insight mm. that makes a real difference for them. And being part of that, I can't yeah. get up with that. Amazing. It's funny you and I were talking earlier about our uh, our friend Darlene Tyndall and her. Uh, this is a place for miracles uh -huh. program, and what you just described there, <laughs> I think, fits the bill. Like you know, I, I can just picture like a a cold little cabin in the middle of the woods with no heat, and here's a guy having like a a miracle, a life changing experience. So right. it's, it's very powerful. And as a bank shot, I did it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's the amazing thing when you witness somebody else having an insight is it's kind of like everyone in the pool kind of feeling, right? Like you can, you can revel in that together. Yeah. That's amazing. 
That's cool. So I'm curious to learn more about your business. So tell me about your coaching business, how you're working and who you're helping. Sure. Well, I was a therapist in private practice for several years and I had no idea what I was doing. Hmm. Uh, what I thought I was doing was sort of giving people better ways to think about their lives. And I had all sorts of models in my head and I would share conceptual understanding. And people kept referring their friends, so I knew I was doing something valuable, but a lot of the time, I really didn't know what was making any difference, and now I have a much better understanding of that. Mm. Um, and did did some couple coaching around the time I wrote my book, Date Your Mate. Um, and again, nice things happened, but I didn't really have much sense of why or, or what I was doing. Mm. And I, then I started reading Jack Pransky's book again because i had connected with the principles earlier but not not really gotten it except intellectually right and then i came across jamie smart and when he said that what makes the difference for people is the insights they have hmm. not my good ideas hmm. uh nothing else like that. and so my job is to create an insight friendly space that made so much sense to me, Greg, and I just relaxed. Mm. And a miracle happened in my marriage. I started talking with my wife, Carrie, with the, with the kind of aim that I had with clients, which was to just get curious, drop what's on my mind, mm. get curious about what's going on for her, and uh, aiming for that feeling of connection and for de for decades she'd been saying you're not listening to me <laughs> and i could always repeat back verbatim everything she said so obviously i was listening yeah. <laughs> um but it's like i wasn't getting her mm. and so and suddenly it's like she relaxed and she said this is what i this is what i've been wanting mm. And our relationship started blooming and blossoming and it's just it's just continued to unfold mm -hmm. and i'd begun doing some pro bono coaching and doing some some coaching with some some old clients who came back to me and i said hey i'm doing something new and they said great mm -hmm. uh just sort of general life coaching but suddenly i had a sense that what i had experienced with Carrie gave me something to offer people, couples who are struggling with their relationships because we've been struggling for for years and years. Mm. She, she said she was going to leave twice. Mm. And then, then she didn't. But it's like I got something to, to offer a particular group of people. And I, I, was, I was thinking, okay, what's my niche? And the usual thing of I can coach anybody, but I don't have any particular group of people. But all of a sudden, I've got a particular group of people that I'm just so excited to be working with. Yeah. And it's 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 people who want more in their relationships. And that could be intimate relationships. It usually is. But it also plays into relationships with, with your kids and with colleagues at work and with clients. and Because, of course, the principles are the same. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, I can imagine, uh, well, 
across the country and across the world, there's many couples uh, experiencing exactly what you described. Uh, the the I can regurgitate every word my spouse has said. But <laughs> there's so no. Why con- doesn't she think I'm hearing her? <laughs> there's no connection. There's no connection. So that's uh, yeah. I can see how that could help so many people. I mean, you already alluded to it, but I'm wondering if you could share some examples uh, with us of of uh, either for clients or for yourself of how uh, coaching has helped. It's really interesting, Greg, because one of the things that I thought when I started was I'd always be working with couples, two people coming at once. Mm. And, and that happens. Uh, There's, there's one couple who um, had a, had a decent relationship uh it was it was they were kind of an ideal early couple for me to be working with because they kind of had most of the junk taken care of what they what they what they wanted was more they wanted a deeper connection they wanted they wanted a better relationship and at that point i wasn't sure so sure about dealing with people with serious problems but other people like me who are sort of okay really want more that i that i can do and uh their their main presenting thing was um well each of us has a lot of sex with other people mm. that's okay with us um but we also wonder why and is th- is there something we're looking for elsewhere that we could be having with each other mm. and there was and as as we began to get into the understanding of where experience comes from, that it doesn't come from who's out there and what they're doing, what they look like or how they're treating you. It comes from inside. Mm -hmm. First of all, that was a real revelation to them. Second, there's something that Ramdas said once that I tell pretty much every couple. He said, you know, when people say at the beginning of our relationship, we were so in love. Mm-hmm. And we we just spontaneously said, I love you. I'm, I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. They misunderstand what's happening. They think I'm in love with you means you are this incredible, amazing person who I respond to by being in love. Mm-hmm. And they are an amazing person. Each of us is an amazing person. But what I am in love with you really means is love is everywhere in the universe. Love is the ground of our being. Love is carrying us. Love is just there. And most of us don't notice that a lot of the time. Most of us, most of us don't experience that a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And when we're with somebody else and we have the same sense of a feeling of real connection, what happens He didn't say it this way, but this is my way of saying it. He said, 
I said, I'm in love with you means I'm in love. Mm -hmm. I'm in that space of love with you. Mm -hmm. And and while we're looking outside in for our experience, we we miss we have the misunderstanding and we think that's because it's coming from the other person or it's coming from we need that kind of external circumstance to feel to feel a lot mm. but no no it's not that way it's not that way at all mm. so what i do is i help people find their way back to love and that's part of why it applies in any relationship mm. although you may or not may not have sexual inter, inter, intercourse or yeah. and they got that when they got that it's like it's like they they had a whole new sense of what was possible what is possible beautiful I've never quite heard it put that way but uh, it makes a lot of sense very cool the other thing that's occurring to me sorry is uh, you know when you're coaching people there's no like I can imagine in a in a situation coaching with couples, you know, questions of morality and what people should or shouldn't be doing in the relationship, like all this stuff comes up. And it's really, that's not what, uh, you know, it's up to them to decide how their relationship should be structured and what they can and can't do. And there's no judgment around whatever. It's purely pointing them back to that love. And then things will just fall into place as they, as it makes sense to them, whatever that looks like. So I love it. Yeah, they found themselves actually less interested in uh, sex with other people because they were having such a great time getting to know each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. How do you find? Uh, I've I've had one experience of working with a couple. All my other coaching has been individual coaching, um, and it was it was kind of an interesting dynamic that I. I don't want to say I wasn't prepared for it, but a lot of things, it's just a completely different um, thing. So I'm curious for you, if, if uh, you prefer working with people together or, or even if you're working with couples, do you sometimes uh, meet with them individually? How do you, how do you see all that playing out? Yeah, well, I like it. I like it both ways a lot. Mm-hmm. When I, w- when I was doing sensitivity training groups, um, I found myself naturally uh, drawn to helping people who weren't getting along with each other. The way I thought about it was opening up mm. channels of love between them. So I I think I have a particular affinity for that, a particular gift for that. <clears throat> when I was a kid, I was, I, I'd be in school and a student would ask a question. And the teacher wouldn't get the question. Mm. And I always knew what the kid really wanted to know. Yeah. Um, so I'm really good at getting a sense of where very different people are coming from and then kind of translating or helping them see mm. where each other comes from. Sometimes I'll I'll one person will say something to the other person, I'll say, Could I could I come over kind of near you? This is if, if they're in if they're in person. Yeah. And I'll I'll speak for you, and you can correct what I'm saying. You can say, in fact, don't get it right, and then I'll say what they're really trying to say to their partner. I believe, and their partner will be really moved, and they'll go, "Oh, wow, you said that better than I could have." Hmm. 
but the other person really feels it. Mm. It's like it's as though it's coming from them through me, and that's that's a really nice feeling. So I like that a lot. I also I've been amazed to discover. Well, a colleague of mine said his marriage was a little troubled, and his wife went for therapy, mm. and their relationship got better. And he never had anything to do with the therapist, mm. and he was really grateful. Um, but just the way she was changing shifted things, and I and I've I've seen that with a couple of clients who I started who I started coaching before I was even doing couple work. Yeah. Um, there's one guy who went into a, went to a a rotary group that I spoke at where I talked about teddy bears and how mm. people think that the feelings come from the teddy bear, but they really come from inside. Yeah. And how. And and he started telling me in our sessions, hey, well, there were a lot of teddy bears today, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I kept my, I, I knew it was teddy bears. Um, and then uh, we were, I also talked about snow globes because I love snow globes as a, as a mm -hmm. metaphor that when we're in our insecure thinking, it's like it fills the snow globe with snow so yeah. we can't see you what's deeper and he started talking to me about his wife um they're getting ready to have a, a child and he said oh she's got a lot of snow going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but with a kind of um appreciation and humor and compassion mm. he wasn't th thrown by her snow yeah and things that, you know, when she would get upset or she would get, uh, uh, it didn't throw him in the same way. And mm. when they, when he, he told me about when they had their, their son, uh, at first it was going really well, and then things went really badly. Mm. And everybody was freaked out, including the folks, you know, the, the nurses and the doctor and everybody. Mm. And he said, afterward, one of the nurses said while all that was going on it was amazing how you were just i don't know what i don't know what you did do you meditate or something mm. <laughs> and he said he said to me oh, you know, well there's a lot of snow a lot of snow in the snow in the room <laughs> mm. um so he was able to be there for his wife in that moment mm. And he was so grateful to be able to do that. And their relationship is just, he keeps talking about how their relationship gets better and better. Yeah. And I've never worked with the two of them together at all. I don't even, I've never even met her. Mm. Yeah, love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Well, I, I, both those metaphors are so powerful and so simple for people to understand. And especially the teddy bear one I like because, I mean, most people can relate to it. And it's easy to to understand, oh, yeah, the teddy bear has no magical powers. Right. But, no, but then they like think the their James car or no, their no, house. No, no, no little, yeah, no, no little uh, transmitters that transmit yeah. feelings to you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and uh, uh, my kids grew up uh, with the Build-A-Bear. So, like, you know, you get to actually see what they put in there. So, you know, there's nothing... <laughs> 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 nothing special 
and if there was something special there, you know, they'd be charging you even more than they they do anyway. That's a, I love that metaphor. Yeah, you said on the weekend something's been happening with your relationship. I think you said there's all kinds of changes happening in your life. What's been happening in your relationship? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, we're uh, it's this year twenty three, so we're coming up on our twenty second anniversary this summer, and uh, um, like you know, most marriages that last in their twentieth anniversary and so on, we've had our ups and downs and things. But yeah. uh, early on in in my journey with the principles, I, I had a huge insight. Um, which is basically, you know, the realization that the past doesn't exist and, uh, and, and all these things in our relationship that I've been carrying around with me. And, and I had the sense of like, you know, I can handle this or I, I can be strong enough to, to bear this. And then one day I was doing peer coaching with somebody and I literally realized, oh, this big sack of rocks have been carrying around with me. I can just like put it down. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. And, uh, and then, and then the conversation turned to forgiveness, and I just sat there puzzled. And I thought, well, if it doesn't exist, what is there to forgive? And a, a, another like weight just kind of peeled off. Um, and it's been, uh, yeah, it's been amazing. Kind, kind of like you said, like it's, you know, because of the the reality of how things work, being inside out me having an insight and me fundamentally changing impacts my wife impacts our relationship. It's got nothing, you know, she hasn't done anything. Um, and my kids have noticed and, and we're getting to that stage. My daughter just moved out to go to university. So we're having like a half empty nest now in another couple of years, we'll have a fully empty nest. So it's kind of cool. Like there's so many nights now where my wife and I are just sitting here on the couch going like, Oh, it's uh, cause my, my daughter's not living here and my son's out with his friends and we're like, Oh, it's, this is weird. It's just like the two of us. What do we, <laughs> what do we want to do? Do we want to go out, go watch a movie or, you know, whatever it is it, like this newfound freedom and rediscovering ourselves as a couple, because yeah. at least in, in my marriage, you know, we started off just the two of us, obviously, and we've had kids. So the last 18 years have been more about the kids and what do the kids need and our needs as a couple have kind of taken a, a back seat. So it's yeah, nice to rediscover that. And, and, and that's why I relate so much to what you talked about earlier about being in love. We're finding ourselves back in love together. And, oh, and it's exactly the way you've described it. So. And it's been very powerful. That's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, many, many couples. Uh, it certainly happened with, with my wife, Carrie, and me. Everything changes when the first child appears mm. for all kinds of reasons. And they all they tell you that. But just playing the lack of alone time together. Mm. Uh, one statistic I saw is that it drops 80% instantly. Yeah. And 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 freedom to just get up and go to a movie, mm. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and for usually for the guy, a sudden unexpected sense of jealousy. Mm. That, Wait a minute! I was special. What? Why is my wife all wrapped up in this little kid? And I love the kid, but but really, what? I, what about me? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I too, I found too like the when we had kids and more so for my wife than me, but it's like your identity as an individual too. It's like, like, you know, I'm no longer just me. Now I'm a dad or for my wife and now I'm yeah. a mom. 
and yeah. all those implications for your your own identity and space and, and things. So it's and it's funny because now that I, I understand the principles, it's like I look back and I think I can like see think layers of thinking on top of thinking on top of thinking that was creating uh, misery and how made up oh, it you know, was. I, um, whatever is not too personal. Mm. One of the things that I'm I'm on a quest to learn is what kinds of thinking goes on. What kinds of frustrations do people feel in in marriages? Partly from my marketing and all that, but yeah. What, was most frustrating in your marriage what was what was most um what were some of those rocks i think a lot of it was kind of what you were pointing to just a minute ago about um understanding the new reality thinking uh, i mean the misunderstanding of thinking my uh my feeling and my state of mind is coming from my wife so if she's not available to me if she's not giving me what i want or need and I feel crappy. Well, it's her fault. Like it's, it's an outside in misunderstanding of, of where that comes from. Um, you know, there's, there's uh, one of my, I, I, I used, before I got into the principles, I was a Stephen Covey, seven habits of highly effective people. That was kind of my go-to book, but there's a, all frustration is a function of expectation was one of my favorite quotes, which I now think of like all frustration is a function of thinking is <laughs> kind of the way I think about it now, <laughs> but like we would, we both had expectations uh, probably just from our, our own upbringings and things about what, what a married couple should do, um, how we should interact, things like that. So it was, it was going back and forth. And then we've, our careers have kind of ebbed and flowed where um, most of the time it's worked out well, because as my career was progressing, she kind of had a, a bit of a lull or vice versa. And then, but then there were times that we were both, having like high demands on our in our work life so figuring out okay well whose turn is it to look after the kids tonight because i got work to do and um mm -hmm. and then kind of a bit of a power struggle between well you know who's who's who can pound their chest the hardest and say well it's my my priorities are better more important than your priorities things like that and we've we've been so lucky because we've we've raised our family close by to both of our parents Oh, that's great. So for much of our kids' lives, you know, we had grandma and grandpa and granny and granddad at our disposal. <laughs> um, oh, so like, wow. I, I don't know how couples do it who don't have um, that support system because we, yeah. we, we relied on that heavily um, for, for many, many years and, and until recently down to their, both our parents are kind of older and, and well, we don't really need them as much anymore, but um, it's funny because <laughs> the more, uh, the older my kids get, the more I'm starting to anticipate and looking forward to my grand my grandpa years, you know. <laughs> Cause I loved I love being a dad. It's my favorite part of my life. And I can only imagine how great it's going to be to be a granddad. So oh yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I've got grandkids, I've got grandsons, but off one one's in Chicago and two are in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And but it's it's really yeah. It's really special. Cool. Um, my next question for you is, if there's one thing you'd want people to know, what would that be? That's a wonderful question. Well, I'll tell you my first thought. I think there may be something deeper, but my first sure. thought is... Um, 
there's so much more available. There's so much more available than just not fighting and having a nice, having some nice times together. Those are really good. Both things are helpful. Mm. But so many people have such a limited picture. Well, I think as a species, we've had a limited picture of what a relationship is, what it really could be. Mm. It's like Evan Pagan says, um, we got to remember that uh, evolution wasn't interested in happiness. Mm. Evolution, I guess Jamie said that. Yeah, evolution was interested in our surviving until we could hook up and uh, have sex and have some more kids, and that's it. So that's what a family was about. Yeah. That's what a, that's what a relationship was about. Was okay, two two people get together and they're attracted and up to an, up to each other for sex to to stay together until they have kids, and then they're supposed to stick around until the kids grow up big enough that they can have kids of their own. Mm-hmm. Period. Evolution wasn't interested in deep spiritual evolution beyond that in real fulfillment mm. in real happiness mm. and what i'm finding with carrie and what i'm passionate is the right word about sharing with as many people who are as are interested is that's just the beginning mm. you know a relationship you know, Think about what happens when we're coaching people. There's never been a role like coach before where where somebody's job or somebody's, what the relationship is about is one person's growth, mm-hmm. not just fixing something, but, but going on to the next and the next and the next yeah. stage of expressing who they really are. Well, well, what if you've got a 24 hour person who does that? Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not your coach, but they are welcoming and supporting the ever fuller expression of who you really are. And since 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 our relationship's been been blossoming, Carrie has been in thousands of ways welcoming and supporting my coaching. Mm. and who I am becoming as a coach. She's just so happy to see that. Yeah. And before I was going to get on this with you, she just came down and kissed me on the back of the neck and said, have a good, have a good time. Mm. Great. And the way you were describing that, it made me think of, you know, the, the way Sid talks about levels of consciousness. Yeah. It made me think oh, yeah, of like, great, right? like levels of relationship. Like, you know, there's, there's an infinite yeah opportunity to get a deeper more loving more supportive relationship no matter whether you're in your first year of marriage or your 25th year of marriage there's always deeper Absolutely. yeah yeah and what and what is so cool is that's that that cuts that aims two ways partly it's deeper and deeper connection mm. with each other but as jamie points out as that connection that you feel with another person simultaneously you're more connected with who you really are mm. and with life so it's that that leads to deepening in the relationship and it also leads to me being more in the world carrie being more in the world mm. she's a health coach and i'm supporting her in that yeah. 
in the practicalities of building a business and in the inner growth of stepping into who she really is as a as a professional and as a human being mm. i mean there's no there's no end to that either yeah amazing well this has been a um a great conversation for many reasons but the the most important one is the way i feel right now <laughs> and and i'm sure it'll come across to the audience that the feeling of this conversation has been terrific so i'm certain people will want to uh, know more about you and and um so if you can let us know how people can get in touch with you or find out more about what you're doing that would be great yeah thanks i just set something up that i'm really happy with anybody who'd like to ch to chat with me and that's what i'd love to do just yeah. have an initial just hop on the phone for a couple minute conversation or 20 minutes or so if people go to talk with com, that goes right to my scheduler so it's T-A-L-K, talk with, W-I-T-H. And my name is spelled K-A-L-E-N. Looks like Kalen, K-A-L-E-N, talkwithcolin.com. If people come to talkwithcolin.com, you know, if anybody has a relationship they'd like to go deeper in, I'd love to chat about that. If there's any other coaches who'd like to explore a new way of working with clients, with couples uh, together, you know, compare notes on how that goes or how it happens when you work with, with couples. I'd love to do that. Mm. If anybody runs into any podcasts, relationships, podcasts, or, or uh, business people podcasts where you think getting a sense of better relationships would be helpful. I, I want to know about those podcasts because I want to get on them so. or uh, conferences to speak at, you know, Anything you think uh, would be helpful to other people to hear from me, I would love to talk with you. So go to talkwithcolin.com and just tell me about it. All right. Well, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you so much, Greg. I really appreciate you doing this. I've had a wonderful time, too. This is, this is, this, this is good stuff we're doing. Indeed. Thanks so much.